0: Good morning, and we welcome to the program once again the Lieutenant Governor of the great state of Indiana, Suzanne Crouch. Good morning to you, Mrs. Crouch.
1: Good morning, Tom, and a very good morning to the WRBI Country Radio
0: Indeed. And of course, uh, the uh, General Assembly session uh, rolling on. Uh, matter of fact, the uh, end of the month of approaching uh, halftime, if you will. But uh, understand that uh, the uh, first bill of the uh, current session uh, has been signed into law, uh, Senate Bill 2. This is uh, uh, regarding uh, business tax relief.
1: That is correct. Absolutely. Uh, and I'll tell you what, that is a, a victory for a small business in Indiana. Because in the past, um, if you were an LLC or an S corporation, you could not deduct the full benefit of state income tax on your federal income tax return. And so the bill that was passed actually removes that limitation of $10,000 and it allows LLC and S Corps, as well as the larger businesses to receive an unlimited federal deduction of state tax payments so a victory for small business in indiana and we believe that that will grow our jobs and grow our economy and uh it, it probably significant that it was the first bill that was signed
0: and uh, of course uh, the uh, the budget uh you know of course that's the main uh focus of this current session um now no i did i understand that right that it's uh, the senate now has that
1: Uh, It it is, it'll come to the Senate, you know, as you know, the middle of next week, we will end the first half of session, and then the Senate will take up the budget bill. Uh, It'll go to Senate Appropriations, where they will look at it and make changes in committee and then come to the floor of the Senate. And then probably the last two weeks of session, which will be the middle of April, there'll be a conference committee of legislators from the House and the Senate that'll look at Ironing out the differences so that to your point, Tom, the only budget or the only bill that needs to be passed this session is House Bill 1001, which is budget bill. And the House put forth a $43.4 billion budget, two-year budget for the state of Indiana with a lot of good things in it. Um, And it's a work in progress, so it will be changing before it is signed into law.
0: Yeah, that's that's the thing about it is, uh was it Otto von Bismarck once said, uh, two things you don't want to see made are sausages and laws. And, uh, of course, it seems like uh, the uh, Indiana state budget is uh, no exception every two years.
1: Yeah, but you know what? We're lucky that in our state we have balanced budgets, we have low taxes, as as indicated by Senate Bill 2, and we have healthy surpluses. So we're in a position to look at how we can invest back into our state and help future, uh, And so it's a great position to be in.
0: Indeed. And as we continue our conversation with Lieutenant Governor Suzanne Crouch, and a couple of uh, bills that uh, kind of caught my eye, uh, Mrs. Crouch, this week, uh, Senate Bill uh, 343, uh, the uh, machine gun uh, conversion devices bill.
1: That is correct. Uh, currently, if you have a, they call it a machine gun conversion device, and it is Um, It it is an attachment you put to a handgun that then allows the handgun to operate as a machine gun. And currently it's it's a felony if that is attached to a gun. But the General Assembly or the, the Senate passed a bill that actually says it's a felony if you even possess one of them or if you're making them. Because what we're finding is that adults and children are actually with 3D printers making these devices. And so it's become very, very common for our police to when they show up at a crime scene to find 50 to 100, you know, casings, uh, shells on the on the ground because of people are using these devices and more and more are doing it. So um, I, I think that is a bill that not only the Senate has taken up, but the House has taken up and they'll, we will see some kind of um, final product at the end of session.
0: And uh, do you expect that, um, I mean, uh, no way to predict these things, but uh, do you see that uh, possibly uh, going uh, in the conference committee?
1: Uh, You know, it wouldn't, it's hard to predict, Tom. Uh, A lot of times the authors and the sponsors of the bills will have conversations uh, during the process and they will offer amendments to clear up any kind of problems or issues that may exist. So they may get that all worked out. Uh, here in the second half of the session, where it may not go to a conference committee. Uh, That's what happens with a lot of bills. They actually, in the course of their discussion, they're able to iron out their differences with amendments, and we'll just have to wait and see.
0: All right. So as they say, stay tuned on that one. Uh, And also uh, another one, uh, Senate Bill uh, 348, uh, this is in regard to uh, residential harassment.
1: Correct. Uh, The Senate passed a bill making it a Class B misdemeanor, to picket or protest in front of a person's dwelling with the intent of harassing the person in the dwelling. And quite honestly, the discussion in the Senate, and of course, as president of the Senate, I hear those discussions. And and the discussion in the debate was, what constitutes harassment? Uh, And so that went back and forth. And, uh, you know, the, the, the harassment would come in if someone is, you know, protesting and they're asked to move on and they don't move on or they move on and come right back. Uh, so I think that we'll see some changes to that bill in the house to kind of, you know, clear up those definitions and make them a little easier for our police officers to enforce. But the discussion was that, you know, a, a person's home is their castle and uh, they shouldn't you know, people should respect that. Uh, the, side, the counter to that is, you know, hey, public officials are a little different than, you know, people in the private sector. So uh, I expect that we're going to see some changes in that bill as it moves through the House.
0: Now, has uh, constitutionality or having it uh, passed, constitutional muster, I'm sure, uh, now, has that uh, been a part of the uh, debate?
1: You know, absolutely. Uh, it's a matter of you know individual rights and the freedom of speech uh, versus you know people's you know uh, you know um, ability to be able to have their homes kind of safeguarded. So we've had bills with different issues that have taken up that kind of your home is your castle, you have the right to protect it uh, versus you know free speech and public demonstrations. So as I said, I believe, Tom, that this is a bill that is going to see some changes over in the House.
0: And another one, uh, Mrs. Crouch, is uh, Senate Bill 413, uh, Parental Rights and Education. I know this has been a, a hot uh, topic uh, issue, uh, uh, not only, maybe not so much in Indiana, but uh, across the country. And uh, uh, what can you tell us as far as uh, where that bill stands?
1: Well, what Senate Bill 413 would do, uh, and I'm not sure that that one is going to make it through the process, um, but it it requires schools to notify parents if they're providing services to support a student's, you know, behavioral, mental, or physical health, um, which makes perfect sense. Parents should have the right to know that. And then the second part of it basically informs parents if a student is given permission to use a restroom or locker room designated for a gender that is not consistent with their biological uh, birth, and so uh, that bill perhaps um, is, is a little controversial because there are a number of bills that have to do with parental rights and, um, but also you know respecting the rights of children. Uh, and this, quite honestly, this bill would create a new chapter on parental rights and education. So. Uh, that is one that I'm not, you know, I'm not so sure we're going to see it, make it through the through the process. But um, it, it certainly uh, underlines the fact that, you know, parental rights and education are of utmost importance.
0: All right. And then with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick time out. We'll continue our conversation with Indiana Lieutenant Governor Suzanne Crouch right after this. And welcome back as we continue our biweekly chat with Indiana Lieutenant Governor Suzanne Crouch and uh, shifting gears here uh, regarding uh, some grant programs. Uh, The Indiana Office of Community and Rural Affairs announcing 22 rural Indiana communities receiving more than twelve and a half million dollars in federal grant funding to create and expand community facilities, remove blight and improve water infrastructure. And uh, some in southeastern Indiana are the beneficiaries of that.
1: That's right, we were so excited to be able to announce that at least in southeastern Indiana, uh, we were able to award $1.9 million in grant money uh, by the Office of Community and Rural Affairs that I oversee. Uh, and some of the projects that actually received the funding there, of course, Jefferson County uh, received $500,000 to be able to rehabilitate a historic building in Madison that will house the Children's Advocacy Center of Southeastern Indiana. And the reason that I think is so important, Tom, is that center supports child victims of abuse and allows services to be given to those victims in one location. So that is certainly important to support those children and to be able to support the quality of life in Southeastern Indiana. But also the town of Milan and Ripley County each receive 700000 for our stormwater improvement program. And that money will be focused on water pressure, storage, and water quality issues in Jefferson County. Yeah, I'm sorry, in Ripley County and in Milan. And so uh, it is just one way that my office, the Office of Community and Rural Affairs, is able to support our small rural communities. Because as you know, Tom, that infrastructure uh, projects actually take a lot of money and a, a lot of times our more rural towns and communities need a little assistance to be able to put those projects in place. So we were really happy to do that. It it helps the water quality for the residents in those areas, but it also improves the quality of life, which of course we know is so important to attracting talent and growing our population.
0: And another one uh, from uh Earlier this week, had a uh, regarding the, the uh, uh, an opportunity for Main Street communities, uh, grant opportunities uh, for those uh, Main Street areas and so forth. And uh, as far as that's concerned, uh, what can you uh, fill us in on that?
1: Well, I, I will tell you that we have one of the strongest Main Street programs in the country here in the state of Indiana. Been in place for years and years through the Office of Community and Rural Affairs. And the reason our Main Streets are so important is because they are the heartbeat of our rural communities. And when we see thriving Main Streets, we see economic development, we see increased in assessed valuation, we see more tourism coming in, and it just helps to improve the quality of life the grow population in our small rural communities. So the Office of Community and Rural Affairs, you know, has opportunities for our Main Streets to be able to receive grants uh, that help them support their uh, organizations within our small rural communities throughout Indiana. And you can go to www.in.gov backslash OCRA, O-C-R-A, to get more information.
0: And I like the uh, title of the uh, grant program, Taking Care of Main Street. That's That's pretty catchy.
1: Well, you know
0: what? when we take care of main street, we're taking care of business. there you go <laughs> yeah <laughs> indeed, <laughs> so uh, yeah, and that's uh, and it's uh, quite interesting the it's a competitive process um of course uh, uh, five thousand to twenty five thousand dollars with a fifty fifty match requirement uh, up to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in grants eligible uh, or uh, available to eligible uh, main streets so uh, so yeah that's uh, so again, that is is uh, IN.gov slash o c r a. Slash Main Street, and I'll take you from there for uh, the uh, area Main Street uh, directors who are interested in applying for that. So, um, anything else, uh, Mrs. Grouse before we let you go?
1: No, we know that next week is going to be a very busy week in the General Assembly. We have second reading deadlines, which means that's the deadline for amendments to be filed to bills, and then the third reading deadline uh, in the Uh, In the House will be Monday, in the Senate it'll be Tuesday, and that's when if the bills are not going to be passed and not make it through the process in the first half of the session, they're going to be dead for the rest of the um, session. So next week is going to be a very busy week, long days, um, long evenings, uh, but at the end of the day, um, Hoosiers will see the benefits of it um, as we work through the process. So excited about finishing up the first half and moving on to the
0: second. All right. Well, uh, Indiana Lieutenant Governor Suzanne Crouch, we appreciate your time this morning. Thank you for joining us. Stay well. And we look forward to uh, talking to you once again in uh, about two weeks.
1: I appreciate it. And, Tom, you have a great day.